Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Adam Tarno, joined as always by Todd Wagner. Hello, Adam. Hello, friends. All right, Todd, question this week is what's the biggest mistake that most parents make? Yeah, wow. Okay, so uh, I am passionate about this one because I have seen this um, hurt people again and again and again and again. There's a really interesting uh, verse in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, which um, just says that dads, be careful, fathers specifically, don't provoke your children to anger. Um, sometimes there's a parallel passage in Colossians chapter 3 where it says don't exasperate your kids. And sometimes I think people think that exasperating or provoking your kids is um, going to be because of the way you do something. But I think, honestly, the context of that verse leads itself to answering our question, what's the biggest mistake most parents make? It's not what you do, it's what you don't do mm. that's going to provoke your kids to anger. And the anger is not going to become because of what you're doing. It's because they're going to find out you were not the father, the mother that God intended you to be, which is not a best friend parent, yeah. uh, not somebody who uh, is always going to do what they want you to do, but somebody who plays the role of a loving authority in their life. And it's important to say loving and authority, not just authoritative and not loving to the point of permissiveness, yeah. okay? Um, but we are supposed to bring them up uh, in the way and the instruction of the Lord, okay? The discipline and instruction of the Lord. So let me ask you a question, Adam. Would you say that it's pretty clear in Scripture that God disciplines and reproves those that he loves? No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We see that in Proverbs 3. We see it again in Hebrews 12. Yeah. And discipline, when it's happening for a moment, does not seem very joyful. But it produces in the end the peaceful fruit of righteousness. And your kids are going to be angry if you let them think that life is all about them and there's always going to be a way to clep out of the consequence of their choices. Now, see also my house yesterday. Oh, good. Yes. We have a specific illustration <laughs> yes. we can share, yeah. right? Because the law that is built into nature is you reap what you sow. Right. There's no question we're grateful for grace and God offers grace. But one of the ways he drives us to grace is through the pain that we experience when we live rebellious lives. And if you are a lawnmower parent or a helicopter parent, so let's define those two terms, right? Um, there was a, that, that phrase was used recently. A lawnmower parent is somebody who kind of mows down all the obstacles in front and makes it really easy, okay, for a child. That's not going to serve your child well. Uh, a helicopter parent is someone that no matter what situation your child gets into, you kind of come, you know, come flying in and rescue them and kind of airlift them out so they're not in the trouble that maybe they put themselves in. Um, those, that kind of parenting is going to produce a child that, frankly, is going to be angry later in life, like, hey, where's my helicopter? Yeah. How come everybody's not getting out of the way for me? Um, and what God wants you to do is to be a present parent. In fact, a present parent who lovingly disciplines. And I want to keep using that word, lovingly disciplines. Especially when I quote a couple of these verses from Proverbs 23. And then I'm going to give you an example from Scripture. Yeah. Um, but the Scripture says, do not hold back discipline. This is Proverbs 23. Discipline from your child. Okay. Um, Although you strike him with the rod, he will not die. Okay. Now, strike him with the rod, that doesn't mean an anger. Um, one of the reasons I believe the Bible talks about that we should strike our child with a rod, and we're not really doing one in discipline here, but... If I don't usually walk around with a rod in my hand, mm -hmm. right? And by the time I got to go get a rod and I come back, maybe I won't just backhand him in anger. And so uh, I'm not, I don't have time to teach on this all the way here. The, the point of Proverbs 23, 13 is that you do need to discipline. Because if you don't discipline, 
um, it says in verse 14, you strike them with a rod and you'll rescue their soul from Sheol. If they don't, and, and Sheol is another word for hell, the resting place of the dead. You're going to lead your child to death if you continue to let them do what they want to do without consequence because they're going to think there's nothing wrong with their bad behavior. And the, the, I love the expression, the world has a board for every behind. You know, and if you don't give it to your kid, the world's going to give it to your kid, and it's not going to do it very lovingly. Um, there's a lot of kids who are shocked to find out later in life there's a consequence for being a brat, for being lazy, for being self-absorbed. And so it says again in the Proverbs, discipline your son while there is hope, and don't desire his death. Proverbs 13, 13, the one who despises the word will be in debt to it. Um, Proverbs 13, 15, the way of the treacherous is hard. And so the Lord wants us to be individuals that make sure we help our kids in, in a loving environment experience reality consequences. You know, you want to play video games all night and not study for your test? Well, you're going to get a D. You have to retake the test, um, you know, during your athletic period or you're not going to be eligible. Don't go in and argue with that teacher to give him a second chance. Let him miss six weeks of sports. Um, they got their best friend's birthday party coming up and, and you've lovingly set good boundaries for your kids and communicate things. You haven't made idle threats, but you've put reasonable expectation on a child and they're acting in a reasonable way. Let them miss their best friend's birthday party. What I will tell you is um, one of the ways that prodigal kids become prodigal kids is they have been um, allowed again and again and again uh, to get away with things to where that enabling parent finally uh, says, I can't keep doing this because they're close to death, but that child is already so far gone that they've lost respect for that parent, they've lost respect for themselves, and it's exactly what Proverbs warns you against. They're, they're going to live in a really hard way, in a really bad place, often for a really long time, until they experience the consequences enough that drive them to repentance, until they come to their senses. So one of the, the biggest mistakes most parents make is they don't let their kids experience appropriate consequences, real consequences to the little decisions they make so that later that kid's angry because there's major consequences um, that they didn't even know they would ever face. I think that's, the, I see that mistake yeah. again and again with parents. You ever heard that statement that, um, hey, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you? Yeah. I, I, you know, parents usually say that back in the spanking days when, when they were spanking a kid, which I would say done lovingly and appropriately. We can maybe talk about how to appropriately discipline a child. Another real truth real quick. But um, one of the things that I would tell you is there are some parents who go, you know what, it hurts me more to keep my kid from getting to play sports uh, than it's going to hurt them. I want them to play sports so bad, I'm going to try and figure out a way to make this work and not let them experience the consequences. Even though they've signed a pledge to not drink or signed a pledge that they're going to do these things, gosh, come on, really? You're gonna, it's, it's the state playoffs. Right. And I'm like, you know what? Let him miss the state playoffs so he doesn't have to pay off his foolishness later in life in a way that's really, really severe. Absolutely. Look, um, I'll take a, another minute to show you this really from Scripture. Uh, uh, here's a perfect story. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 3. It's a, a little bit of a longer story, but Eli, who was the high priest at the time, uh, the sons of Eli um, were not offering sacrifices the way that God had told them to offer sacrifices. Now watch what Eli did. Um, he, he, he saw what they were doing, and not only were they doing that, they were even having immoral relationships with women. These were not men that were fit for priestly service. They were the kind of men in Malachi uh, where God says, you despise me, you despise my sacrifices because you don't treat them in a holy way. 
Um, and so it says that the sin of the young men was very great before the eyes of the Lord. And um, what Eli finally does in, in chapter uh, 2 of 1 Samuel, in verse 22, he says this. Now, Eli was very old, and he heard that his sons were doing all they were doing to Israel, how they lay with the women who served at the doorway of the tent of meeting. So they were despising the sacrifices. They were sleeping with women who served at the temple. And he even went to them. He said, why do you do these evil things? Which sounds like a good dad, right? Um, that I hear from all these people. Uh, no, my sons, for the report is not good, which I hear. So basically stop it, okay? He even admonishes them. But what happens is that's all he does. He doesn't pull them out of that position of privilege because it meant too much to Eli, apparently, that his sons would be esteemed and in those positions. And so guess what God does? God comes back to him and says, hey, your boys literally are going to go to hell, probably. Your boys are going to die on the same day. And so um, you're just going to see discipline your son while there is hope early on, while they're messing with the sacrificial system. Later on, they're messing with the morality of God. And in a sense, God says to Eli, you desired his death. Eli made this mistake. Yeah. It cost the nation, it cost his boys, and it cost him. Todd, that's a great answer. Thank you so much. Be sure to click on those show notes for other helpful resources. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll talk to you again next week.